Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. And Dana, some news this morning. We are learning there are no visitor logs chronicling who comes and goes from the president's house in Wilmington. An official at the White House counsel's office is telling me that like every president in modern history, a personal residence is personal. They make the distinction that unlike the previous administration, the Trump administration, they are committed at the White House to being transparent about White House visitor logs. But in terms of uh, what Republicans on the Hill are asking for, a record of who may have been in the Wilmington residence and potentially had access to the areas where these documents were found, it does not appear that that exists. Uh, it would have to be done, it sounds like, retroactively. That's the story today. That there are no logs. None. There are no logs from the Biden residence in Delaware. But we know that that's where classified documents were, and we learned that there's another five, even when this White House was trying to tell us that they had shown us everything. The White House tried to tell us that we were making much ado about nothing, that it was this White House that was complying, and of course, that's the most important thing. It's not. I'll get into that. That this White House was was paying attention. They didn't need uh, a, a, a subpoena at all. I mean, to, to help us through it, uh, thank goodness, I, uh, I got myself this. We're going to need a So I've got it. This is Corinne Jean-Pierre. She's the White House press secretary. On Thursday, she told us six times that the search was complete. The, the search is clearly complete. They completed uh, the, uh, uh, the search. The search is complete. Uh, he is confident in this process. You should assume that it's been completed, yes. After the search concluded last night, that search was completed last night. They found four more documents after she said this. No, wait, take that back. They had found the four other documents before she said it. She was saying this on a Thursday, but the lawyers for Joe Biden said that clearly this was found on a Wednesday. So either Corinne Jean-Pierre is not being told what's happening or she lied to us. No, wait, not just us, to the White House press corps. And hell hath no fury like a press corps scorned. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. Find everything, TonyKatz.Locals.com, TonyKatz.Locals.com. And uh, to the people of Bloomington, Indiana, WGCL, good to be on with you. 833-GOT-TONY is the number, 833-468-8669. I said I was going to break this down. 
And I've got what I think is a rather interesting perspective because I had to deal with this on multiple appearances over the weekend on Fox. I did two hits with uh, the, 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 the Fox News Live crew, Bill Malugin and, and Jillian Turner. And then I was on the evening with, with Lawrence Jones there on Cross Country. And I had, I had lost my voice. It was, it was a mess. The evening was worse than, than the daytime. But I ran across two different arguments I want to share with you. Arguments that have no value whatsoever. None. Less than none. But yet somehow they were the arguments of two different progressives, one of whom views himself as a former Biden surrogate. That's Kevin Walling. Kevin Walling seems like a super nice guy. He really and truly does. We disagree politically. But here was his argument about the documents. And so we're all on the same page. Classified documents found at a place called the UPenn Biden Center, where then Vice President Joe Biden had an office after serving as vice president, before running for president, that was there in D.C. Documents were found in a locked closet. You can feel the air quotes just punching you in the face. Locked by what? I don't know. Who had a key? I don't know. Who was in the office, who walked through the office, who looked at the office, what cleaning crew was there, I don't know. Also in Joe Biden's private office at the UPenn Biden Center. Then documents were found not only in the house in Delaware, but they were next to the Corvette. That's right, documents in the garage. And Joe Biden had the audacity to tell us it was not a big deal because it's not like Joe Biden left the Corvette out on the street. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. It is too important for that. It was, it was under, it, it was locked. Classified materials next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? Let me, uh, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay? So it's not like you're sitting out in the street. But then- That's his argument. Of course, everybody else thinks that that argument is completely and totally insane. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Get the governor harumph. Harumph. You watch your ass. Here's how they go about defending Joe Biden, the political left, Kevin Walling and Richard Fowler. First, Kevin Walling on on Lawrence Jones' show, Cross Country with Lawrence Jones. Here's how he defends Joe Biden. I think that's why it was so important what you saw from the attorney general appointing the special counsel, a former Trump Department of Justice official, to look into that because we need to, uh, to the extent that we can, take politics out of the situation. There are serious uh, charges being leveled in terms of uh, how these classified uh, documents uh, were handled. Uh, but the key difference that I see just in terms of what has been reported is between what is negligent and what is willful negligence. When the fact that we've seen just a handful of documents mishandled as part of uh, what we saw coming out of the Obama-Biden administration compared to over 100 documents Kevin, or so that Kevin. were discovered at Mar-a-Lago. I think there's a huge difference here. Now, I, I love it that, that Lawrence jumps in there. 
but I wanted you to hear the defense. The defense is based on the idea of there's a special counsel, a guy by the name of of, uh, Robert Herr is the special counsel. Robert Herr has uh, engaged a series uh, of, of, of these things. He has dealt with a lot of different weird cases. He is a, a, a Trump appointee. But that's not what matters. Well, Trump had over 100 documents. That does not matter as well. I was asked before we went on, do I think scale matters? I, I didn't quite understand the question. Does the amount of documents matter? Well, of course not. What a ridiculous concept. If a document is classified, a document is classified. And the law does not stipulate one or 100. It stipulates the mishandling of the classified documents. Then we get into the idea of this neglect or willful neglect. Really, the conversation becomes about intent. Because even President Trump, when engaging some new regulations on classified documents when he was president, focused on the concept of intent. But I put forth to you as a rational person, from me to you, right on the bar stool, we have no idea what the intent of the Biden administration is. We have no idea what the intent of Joe Biden is with these documents. We have no understanding at this moment of why he has them. We only know that he is negligent in having them. The argument from Kevin Walling was, don't pay attention to what Joe Biden has done Pay attention to what Joe Biden is doing. That's an interesting argument. And it was the second time I heard it that day. Because Richard Fowler, Democrat, Fox News contributor, on Fox News Live, it was Bill Malugin who was in the studio in D.C. hosting, he made the same exact argument. A a brand new news cycle here that keeps renewing itself, if you will, every couple of days. Do you have concerns that this is essentially going to start overshadowing the president's agenda? And as more documents are found, this is really what everybody's going to be talking about. Listen, there's no question that the president would rather us talk about his trip to the border and talk about the melee that's happening in the House Republican caucus. But the truth of the matter here is we're having a conversation about documents found in his house, and that is indeed problematic for this White House and the president. But I think here is the good news for the White House in this moment. In this moment, the White House can rely on the fact that they appointed a former federal judge to be their attorney general in Merrick Garland. And the first thing that Merrick Garland did here was he appointed a special counsel. And the special counsel is investigating this, which says that which shows that what what Biden has said all along, I will follow the rules, I will cooperate with the Justice Department, and I will appoint appoint an attorney general that's above politics and above political reproach. And what this attorney general is doing is he has a... uh, 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 somebody who's, he's put somebody in there that is looking for these documents and finding them, and that shows that it's working. And it's also worth pointing out here that in the case of President Trump, there was a subpoena that got these documents and not cooperation. That... Boys and girls, two different progressives, Fox News, with the same exact talking points. I don't know if there's an email thread that goes around. I don't know if they text each other, what are you going to say? What I know is that that argument is nonsense. That argument is horrific 
and I said exactly that. Tony, and none of Tony, that real, matters, real Richard. Quick if that's the best that the White House can put out there, it's a worse week for Biden than I thought. And it was. I think that comment was was right on. They don't want you to notice what Biden has done. They think what matters is what Biden is doing, and then they want to pivot to Trump. Baby, your pivots are meaningless. Joe Biden had classified information in two buildings and four spots. Do I hear five? And now we're being told that we don't get to know who he was meeting with in a house that had classified documents just hanging around. We don't get to know that? Don't bring up Trump's name to me. He was wrong to have classified documents in his home. The difference, of course, as we all know, is Trump was president. He could have, they could have been declassified documents. Of course they could have been. With Joe Biden, this is when he was vice president. There is no argument to be made here. He can't declassify anything. A vice president can do two things. Smoke, smoke cigars and wait for someone to die. That's how I know I would be a fantastic vice president. I can do both of those things right now. Can I light up in studio? Are there rules? Because I should be able to light up in studio. I don't, this is why I usually work from home. I usually work from home, but we had the flood during the holidays, so they're starting to do construction. So I'm here in the studio. It was an interesting day on Fox. Is there someone out there really thinking they can defend Biden by invoking Trump? 833-GOT-TONY-833-468-8669. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. Remind me to get into this new ATF rule on stabilizing braces. How the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms has basically looked at law-abiding gun owners and said, not anymore. Let's figure out how we can make everything you've been doing that we said was legal for years now all of a sudden illegal. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. The final rule which used to be titled Factoring Criteria for Firearms with Stabilizing Braces. This is, this is a punch in the face based on nonsense, and it's nonsense when you have to go all the way back to Al Capone to try and prove your point. That's what the ATF is doing here. I will get to that story. And it was the, 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 the New York Post stating how nearly 60,000 people have died of COVID in China since restrictions were eased. You know as well as I do the amount of people who were put into lockdown, huge, massive lockdowns not allowed out of their homes, starving, screaming out, drones would fly by telling people to resist the urge to speak out, to sing, control yourself. That's what they were told. Because in a communist society, you don't have options. And you will get fed when they decide you get fed. You know, for the good of everybody. Then they lessen the restrictions and 60,000 people die. 
What does that tell us? I'll get to that coming up in a little bit. But let me go to the phones because I said if, if you're going to tell me um, that uh, somehow uh, you know you're going to make the argument that what Biden did is isn't as bad as what Trump did. Trump was worse. I want to hear. I want to hear this argument on these classified documents as we find more and more seemingly every day with Joe Biden, whether in those offices at the UPenn Biden Center in D.C. or at his home in Delaware. And then people want to say, well, it's the amount of documents that matters. One document that has the wrong information, I mean, that's destructive. A hundred documents with the wrong information, also destructive. It's not the number. It's whether or not the rules were paid attention to. Let me go to Diane. Diane, welcome to the show. What's going on, Diane? Um, I just want to agree that it doesn't matter how many, but the, the Democrats are using the fact that he only had a few somewhere else. To me, that makes intent and knowledge. Why would you take just a few specific documents somewhere else and separate them from all the rest of them if, if everybody had moved them for you and put them in your office and well, you weren't aware of what was in there? That Well, that's his claim, right? He, his claim is he's not aware of anything that was, was in there. It's certainly an interesting take that you only took a few. Maybe that proves even more intent. But that's still part of the speculation game. That's why you need investigations. Because we can all play this with all people in every which way. You can claim that, based on your, your theory there, there, Diane, that only a few documents proves that he was very specific about the documents he took. Someone else could say, well, that proves that there was no intent because they just happened to be mixed in with some other things and the president didn't know about it. It's all a question of perspective there. Part of the problem is that we view these things based on the perspective and not based on the rational. We view it based on an ideology and not based on a reality. The reality is the number of documents is completely and totally inconsequential because that goes into the idea of people's ideology. When instead, if you broke the law, you broke the law. If you came across the border and you are not an American citizen, you broke the law. If you brought five members of your family, you didn't break five times the law. You still broke the law. And right now, I don't know how you don't get to the understanding. Now, I'm not talking about you, Diane. I'm talking about uh, others. This is where it's at. Laws were broken. If you want to discuss the concept of intent meaning something to the criminality in terms of what charges can be filed, you can do that because there are lawyers who are going to say you can do that. That's how the laws are written. Court of public opinion, Joe Biden can't be trusted. And as I described it there on, on Fox News the other day, either Joe Biden is engaged in criminal activity or Joe Biden's an incompetent old man who doesn't know what's going on around him. That's a terrible place for the White House to be. And that's exactly where they are in the court of public opinion, which doesn't care about intent. This is Tony Katz today. TonyKatz.locals.com.
Runaway West Antarctic ice sheet collapse, not inevitable. Oh, good to know. Just another report saying, hey, maybe we all aren't going to die from global warming or climate change or whatever it is they call it today. Maybe we can calm the blank down. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Find everything. com. That's where you find all the good stuff. TonyKatz.locals.com. This story was from uh, the AFP, right? Uh, a little press outfit. The run- the runaway collapse of the West Antarctic ice sheet, which would trigger catastrophic sea level rise, is not inevitable, scientists said Monday, following research that tracked the region's recent response to climate change. Now, if you ask me, do I believe that there have been warm periods and cold periods uh, on the globe, the answer is yes, I do believe these things to be true. Do I believe that they are anthropogenic, meaning man-made? The answer is no, I do not, to anything that would bring about levels of catastrophe. This is different than whether or not I think you should burn tires in the middle of the road or we should send pollutants into streams, lakes, and rivers. That's an incredibly bad idea. The people who believe in those things are schmucks, and I want nothing to do with them. Now, does that make me an environmentalist? No, you're only an environmentalist if you agree to everything the cult has to offer at every moment. And yes, I called it a cult, and I meant it. Now, conservationists, those are interesting people. Those are people engaged in how do you properly care for the environment around you. Environmentalists, my view, is that they have become the people who are convinced that you are the parasite destroying Mother Gaia and you must be yourself destroyed. The planet is here for me and for you. I do think you should take smart care of it, but I do believe you can, you know, utilize it. Of course I, I, I believe this. It's just like the cows. The cows exist to feed my hunger for deliciousness. Ribeyes are good. Okay, is it just me? Just, no, it's not, it's everybody. Ribeyes are delicious. By the way, uh, so to, to rank them, ribeye, strip, filet. I go down the order uh, in, in, in that way. The ribeyes are medium, but the strips are medium rare. That's the way I do it. None of the Pittsburgh style for me. Do you know what Pittsburgh is? Pittsburgh is where you burn it on the outside, but the inside, raw, like, like blue. That's Pittsburgh style, and that is just not me. Now, some people do it, so it's, it's burnt on the outside, and that's just like... It's really, really rare. But the true Pittsburgh is is not even a, like like a steak tartare. It's it's you go blue, you go chili, right inside. Not not the way I do it. Even I am like, yeah, I can't I can't bring myself to that place. I gotta 
I got to woe it uh, back up a little bit. Uh, but uh, the ribeye, medium. And why medium? Because you want a little more of that fat uh, to be able to to render and really get the full flavor. I mean, you're having the ribeye. It's a fattier cut. It's, that's that's what you want. Uh, thus, the strip, medium rare, because it's less fat and you want to be able to have it a little more tender. These are just practical bits of advice from me to you. And now you know. That's just a... A little bit of love. Also, we're not going to die from rising seas. The ocean is not rising up to swallow us whole. I knew this a few years ago when Barack Obama purchased himself a house on the coast. When he bought a house on the coast, I became more than fully aware that we were all going to be fine. Now we have this, this research that suggests a complex interaction of factors affecting the melting ice uh, uh, or the melting of the West Antarctic ice sheet. And what they're finding is that um, with the satellite imagery and then ocean and climate records, uh, they found that while the West Antarctic ice sheet continued to retreat, the pace of ice loss slowed across a vulnerable region of the coastline. In the 1970s, don't forget, we were told, we were told that it was going to be an ice age and we were all going to die. And then a decade later, it was global warming and that changed to climate change. So that way it could be cold or hot. There could be storms or no storms and they could go, aha, and utilize it to their political advantage. It's, um... It's no way to be. To be this kind of idol worshiper, to be this kind of cultist, uh, is a valueless proposition. On the racist front, the National Hockey League, which, you know, uh, let me let me say for the record, I am not. I, I enjoy hockey. I I, I do, um, and of course, one of the greatest sports movies ever made, Slapshot. Slapshot. Slapshot is brilliant, unspectacular. Oh, oh, 1970s, the Paul Newman and uh, and the brothers. Oh, my gosh. I actually have a, a hockey sweater, uh, the, the Charleston Chiefs, uh, signed, signed by the brothers. I can't, oh, Charlestown, not Charleston, Charlestown Chiefs, the Hanson brothers. I couldn't remember the Hanson brothers, and I got all confused. Charlestown Chiefs hockey jersey, a hockey sweater, and then signed by the Hanson brothers. Yes, I do. Yes, I had them uh, in the, in this studio. One of the one of the highlights of the career, as you can see, it's going very very well, very very well. The NHL is getting punched in the face by Ron DeSantis because they were going to have a pathway to hockey summit. During the 2023 NHL All-Star festivities, which I guess are happening uh, there in, in, in Florida. I mean, the Tampa Bay Lightning are very, 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 very good. So it turns out that at this uh, All-Star festivity, the Pathway to Hockey Summit, the league said participants must be 18 years of age or older, based in the U.S., 
and identify as female, black, Asian Pacific Islander, Hispanic, Latino, indigenous, LBGDQIA+, and or a person with a disability. Veterans are also welcome and encouraged to attend. First, identify? Just leave it out there. Secondly, you mean this is a job fair? This is the NHL looking for employees, but only employees who are not white. If you're white, there's no need for you. No, no, not just white. If you're a white man, there's no need for you. We got enough of those, and you have to go. So Ron DeSantis, the governor's like, what is this kind of bigotry that you think you're bringing to my state? What are you, out of your mind? Get this out of here. And of course, DeSantis was 100% correct in, in, in saying so. This kind of bigotry always falls under the guise of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And you can ask again why I oppose DEI, and there you go. Remember, for the proponents of DEI, they believe that equity is the end. Oh, I'm sorry. The end and the end justifies the means. That's it. That's right. Equity is the only thing that matters. So whatever they do in the guise of equity must be okay. We heard how um, national merit scholars in Virginia were not given notification until after they applied for colleges because it would help other students who weren't national merit scholars maybe get into college. You see, that's how they engaged equity, by telling students who had earned this distinction that could give them a leg up Nothing. They hid it from them so they couldn't get the advantage that they had earned through their work and their skill and their knowledge. That's considered equity by some. You, being a rational person, know that that is bigotry and bullcrap. And a rational person wouldn't want none of it. Now, somebody will come along and say, well... Don't you want more women in the NHL? I, I don't know. I want good people in the NHL. I don't care who they are. We need more black people in the NHL. Do you, is, there, is there a number? Is there a quota? Is that what you're looking for? You're looking for a quota? And it, and it brings up a, a statement made once by Dr. Jordan Peterson. And it was really, really well done as he was... Uh, Debating this woman about the number of MPs, military parliamentarians, and, I don't know, European this, that, or the other. And he said, you know, uh, bricklayers are just about 100% men. Why aren't you looking for equity when it comes to bricklayers? That's a remarkably good argument. Because the people screaming about equity aren't actually interested in it in society. They're interested in it only in the glamour spots where they can show how much better we are now. We're not better because you've decided to create quotas on the number of black people or gay people or women or Hispanic people or, or Asian people. We're not, we're not better. Because look what happens the other way. Let's say, for example, with uh, Ivy League schools where they create quota systems around Asian students. 
oh, we have too many of this, we have too many of that. You know what? You won't be getting into Harvard or Yale. No, 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 no. We just have too many of the ones that look like you, so we need to go another direction. We need the ones that look like others. You know, those over there, we need more of them to show how decent we are. Doesn't matter that you earned it. Doesn't matter that you have the grades. Doesn't matter that you've done the study. Don't you get it? We've seen your face. We need other faces. Now, if you ask me, we shouldn't be denying people opportunities because of their face, because of the blood that runs through their veins, because of sexual uh, orientation. I don't think it's a rational thing to deny people on that. This is why things like merit matter. But the NHL started by saying, we have too many of these faces. But what if men, by definition, are more attracted to hockey than women? I'm not arguing that there aren't women attracted to hockey. We have women who play hockey. And the U.S., for example, the U.S. women's team, very, very good. Their fights with the Canadian team, legendary awesome. But more men play than women. Maybe the sport's just more attractive to, to men than to women. I, all right. Doesn't bother me any. Does that mean that there can't be women trainers? Of course not. Does that mean there can't be black trainers or, or, or black coaches or, or, or black administrators? Of course not. But we only hire that? Well, that's what happens when you believe in equity. Equity breeds bigotry. But they think it's for the good of everybody. But what the hell do they know? I'm Tony Katz. And ban the number of bullets and go in a magazine. There's no, no need for any of that. I love my right-wing friends who talk about the tree of liberty is water of the blood of patriots. Give me a, if you need to work about taking on the federal government, you need some F-15s. You don't need an AR-15. I'm serious. Think about it. Okay. I'll think about it. I, I think uh, that uh, your hatred of firearms, President Biden, is just epic. And the idea that you could actually state as a president of the United States, need, you don't need that much ammunition. You don't need that many uh, projectiles, that many bullets in a magazine. Says who? You? Says you? I'm supposed to pay attention to what you tell me? You barely know where you're at from day to day. How many more ways have we heard you sound ridiculous? Incapable of carrying on a conversation. You? I, uh, I would love to have some 30-round magazines for my AR-15. That's, that's where it's at. Oh, wait, I already do? Okay, never mind. Never mind, I'm already good. I'm covered. I've 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 got them. Also, I would take an F fifteen. I don't know. I don't know if I could afford one. I could probably go to GoFundMe. What a thing. This is Joe Biden 
speaking at the MLK a celebration for the National Action Network. You're talking about Al Sharpton, right? Delegitimatize. That Al Sharpton. A bigot in his own right. Engaged in a conversation about murder when you go back to Freddie's Fashion Mart. Who's engaged in anti-Semitism in his own right. And you're showing up at his event lecturing to me about firearms? That is precious. That is precious. You, you show America that you have no moral compass by appearing with Al Sharpton and then lecture to us about what is moral. Hmm. Ain't that something? Now, this goes into the whole firearms conversation about what's going on uh, with uh, these uh, braces. I, I will get into that. I will also get into uh, the conversation regarding China and then Chuck Todd, so desperate over there at NBC to defend the Biden family that he's screaming at Senator Ron Johnson. It is surreal. Not as surreal as Joe Scarborough from MSNBC screaming at you because you may want to have a gas oven. People losing their minds, guys. Losing their minds. Let's try not to be one of them, shall we? The phone number, 833-468-8669-833. Got a Tony. This is Tony Katz today.